Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. And good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the P40 Ministries podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in this morning. I have a uh, brand new mug that I'm very excited about. It's a uh, Yeti mug, not sponsored. (laughs) But my husband got me this mug. And uh, it's really nice because it looks like a coffee cup, but it has a lid on it. And I have an issue with uh, spilling coffee all the time. <laughs> so it's really nice to actually have a coffee cup that has a lid on it so that I'm not constantly spilling coffee all over the place. I really don't know what my problem is. I spill it all the time. <laughs> but today we are going to be discussing Exodus chapter 19 verses 16 through 25. And we'll be talking about uh, how God descends down on Mount Sinai today and some of the things that he uh, does and uh, what the people's reaction is to God. So let's go ahead and discuss this. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version. Make sure to grab your cup of coffee and let's go ahead and start reading. On the third day when it was morning, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of an exceedingly loud trumpet and all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses led the people out of the camp to meet God and they stood at the lower part of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai smoked because Yahweh descended on it in fire and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by a voice. Yahweh came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and Yahweh called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Yahweh said to Moses, Go down and warn the people, lest they break through to Yahweh to gaze, and many of them perish. Let the priests also who come near to Yahweh sanctify themselves, lest Yahweh break out on them. Moses said to Yahweh, The people can't come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set bounds around the mountain and sanctify it. Yahweh said to him, Go down. You shall bring Aaron up with you, but don't let the priests and the people break through to come up to Yahweh, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. So just a quick recap before we begin. God came down to Mount Sinai, and Moses was supposed to go up to see him at the beginning here of Exodus chapter 19. And this was three months after God had brought the people out of Egypt. So this was three months later, and uh, God came down to Mount Sinai and was speaking to Moses. And he basically said, look, if you and uh, the people follow me and I become their God, and they worship me as their God. They will be a holy people, and they will be priests. They will be a nation of priests, and all the other nations around the world will be blessed. But God was putting in place um, a 
consequence if that didn't happen. So he was saying, if you guys do worship me as your God, then this will happen. But if not, it won't happen. I didn't really make that clear, actually, when we discussed this uh, the other day. But um, that's kind of what God was saying. Like, if, if the Israeli people were to worship God as their God, they would become a nation of priests, and they would become a very holy nation, and they would be God's own possession, God's own children. So Moses goes down the mountain, and he tells the people everything God said and they're like yes of course we'll definitely do that so then Moses goes back up to God and tells them uh, tells him what the people said so then uh, God says to Moses okay I'm going to appear to the people in three days but until that time don't let anyone come up to the mountain I'm going to put boundaries around the mountains that if anybody even touches the mountain they should be put to death if even if an animal touches the mountain so keep your animals safe don't let them touch the mountain and keep your people safe and don't touch the mountain because God was putting that boundary in place to tell the people like, look, in three days, you guys need to be consecrated. You need to be sanctified or in other words, made clean. They have to have pure motives, pure actions, and they have to be clean on the outside as well. So they have to be uh, bathed and washed and their clothing has to be clean in order for uh, this exciting thing to happen, which would happen in three days, which was uh, what we're talking about here now in Exodus, uh, the end of Exodus 19. So it says that finally on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning and there was a thick cloud that covered the mountain. So God in all of his splendor comes down onto the mountain and the entire even the weather was aware of God's presence. <laughs> so it says that there was lightning and there was thunder and there was an earthquake. And we often associate earthquakes with God, actually. A lot of times in the Bible, when God's presence comes down somewhere, an earthquake happens. For example, when Jesus was on the cross, an earthquake happened. And when Jesus rose back up from the grave, another earthquake happened. So we do see that when God is around the earth trembles. It's not just us that are trembling, because it does say that the people were trembling, but the earth trembles and the sky trembles. It says the entire mountain trembled violently in verse 18. So even if, here's the thing, if, if the earth can't even handle God's presence with how powerful and how awesome he is, what makes us think that we can? I mean, we think of the earth as a very powerful thing, <laughs> but yet it's God's creation. It's part of God's creation. And even the earth trembles when God's presence comes down on it. So it says that uh, in verse 17, that Moses led the people out, out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. So they still didn't cross over into that boundary. And they were standing just outside of that boundary. And it says that Mount Sinai was actually covered with smoke so much that it looked like smoke from a furnace. So the entire mountain was like burning and it was shaking violently. And the sky was uh, was thick, had these thick, dark clouds in it. And there was just lightning everywhere. But then it says that the there was this sound of a loud trumpet blast. And at this point, everyone in the camp trembled out of fear because, you know, I mean, we see 
certain th- I mean we see lightning storms all the time right I mean we depending on where we live we see lightning storms quite often and so that's a natural phenomena that we are pretty used to but a trumpet blast coming from the sky is not something we have ever heard once in our entire lives <laughs> so you can imagine that if you heard a a trumpet blast from the sky that you would probably be pretty freaked out, okay? Because this is a super loud trumpet blast. And at this point, that's when everyone in the entire camp is just shaking with fear when they hear this loud trumpet blast. And we also know throughout all of scripture, trumpet blasts are also associated with God because we see one here. And then the most famous ones that we know of are in the book of Revelation when the, uh, when the angels sound the trumpets and different things happen, different plagues happen to the world. So yes, trumpet sounds from the sky are associated with God because we do know that certain angels can in fact play the trumpet (laughs) and probably do on a regular basis. And so this angel that is with God here is sounding the trumpet to say, you know, God's coming down. Make way for God. And so the trumpet, it says in verse 19, grew so loud and it, it grew louder and louder. And so finally Moses speaks and the voice of God answers him. So this was God's purpose for coming down onto that mountain in the first place. He says um, in verse 9 of Exodus chapter 19 that the reason he was coming down in the first place, it says, I'm going to come down to you in a dense cloud so that pe- the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. It was, it was a show for the people. God was doing this to show the people that he was there and that Moses was his servant, if that makes sense. Moses was the leader of the people and the people should trust Moses. So that is why that is God's purpose for coming down on the mountain was to give a sign to the entire congregation of Israel. And all of them were there. At least at probably most of them, if not all of them, were there and they would have heard this fantastic thing where God actually answers Moses. And now the people have proof that Moses isn't just making stuff up because we do see that Moses judges the people. And so maybe a lot of the people thought that, oh, you know, Moses is just judging us based on whatever he thinks and not from what God is actually saying. But now God is proving, no, Moses is hearing my voice and I am speaking directly to Moses. So now here in verse 19, after God answers Moses and speaks with Moses, God descends up to the top of Mount Sinai and calls Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses had to have been I can imagine pretty scared himself because it does say that everyone in the camp trembled. And I can imagine Moses was also part of that group. I personally don't like to say that people who are written about in the Bible, for example, Moses or Joseph or whoever, are special cases who are more holy or wonderful than anybody else. That's kind of um, a big issue I have, I think, with modern day teaching is that people like to say that, you know, Somebody like Moses was much holier than the rest of us. And yes, God ordained him to be holier because, you know, God calls Moses up on that mountain. But he was still a normal human being who struggled the same way as anybody else. So Moses is not an exception to the rule 
when God's presence is up on that mountain. And if the earth is shaking at his presence, Moses probably was as well. Because it says everyone in the the camp trembled. So God calling Moses up on that mountain, Moses would have had to step out of his fear and into faith that he was going to be okay if he walked past that boundary and up that flaming mountain to go see God. Can you imagine how scary that must have been for him? It probably was frightening. I mean, seeing God's presence like that is a very frightening thing, especially if you're afraid that the flames of the burning mountain are going to overtake you as you walk up there. So Moses would have had to step out of his comfort zone and walk past that boundary and listen to God's voice and obey God to come to the top of that mountain. And as the leader of his people, Moses was supposed to be the one who would obey God, if that makes sense. He, the people were supposed to look to Moses for what God's commandments were. And if Moses wasn't obeying God, why should the people obey God? Because, I mean, Moses was the leader, but he was the only one allowed to go up to that mountain. That was very, very clear. And God actually reiterates it here because it says Moses walks up to the top of the mountain and as soon as he gets up there, God says to him, go down and warn the people. <laughs> so Moses climbs all the way up and then God's like okay go back down (laughs) so it says God says to him go back down and warn the people so that they do not force their way through to see the Lord and many of them may perish or many of them perish I'm sorry and um so he's telling Moses make sure that boundary is still in place the people are still not allowed to touch this mountain so it says uh God says even the priests are not allowed to touch the mountain. So he says to go back down. So Moses says to God, he's probably tired. He's probably out of breath from climbing up the mountain. And he's like, the people can't come up to Mount Sinai because you yourself warned us, put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. So Moses is like, I don't need to go back down. The people already know not to touch the mountain. So then uh, God says, God replies to him, he's like, go down and bring Aaron up with you. So he is telling Moses, obey me, go back down. I know that there are people that want to come up this mountain. And if they do, those boundaries are still in place. And this mountain is still very holy. So he says, make sure that the people don't come up this mountain because it's still wrong. They would be disobeying God if they passed by those boundaries and went up the mountain. And so I think God is almost saying here, like, don't let people just blazingly come up the mountain to come see me and prove how, you know, brave they are, how strong they are. And he says, because I will break forth in judgment against them and destroy them is what the AMP version says. I I switched over to that just a minute ago. He says, uh, so he says specifically that he will judge the people harshly if they still come past this boundary. Because God doesn't often force people to obey, but in this instance, he is forcing the Israelites to stay on their side in their camp and not come up into his area. And so it says that if they do, he will break forth in judgment against them. So it says now that Moses finally listens to God and he goes back down that mountain and he warns the people and says, don't touch the mountain. Those boundaries are still in place. 
God does not want you in his area. And he says, you will stay here in the camp. So that's the end of Exodus chapter 19. And I like this chapter because it really shows um, the greatness of God. We often think of God as being uh, merciful and loving and holy. And yes, he is all of those things all at once, but he's also very great. And he's also um, extremely merciful and kind and good. But these kinds of passages here also help to remind us that we also have to be in fear of God. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that and don't like that term. But the Bible does say to fear God because God is great and God is also very just. So it is important to fear God and to fear his commandments, if that makes sense, as in a way that you would fear a king or the president or whoever else might be in charge. You should fear and respect those in charge just as you should fear and respect God because passages like this remind us how holy he really is. So friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode this morning. And if you liked it, please rate it five stars on wherever you're listening from. If you have an option to uh, rate the podcast or share it on your social media platforms. And guys, I have a brand new design on my website. It is a new fall design. And even though fall is not here quite yet. I am ahead of the game and I got some awesome fall designs coming out. And I also have a really exciting announcement, which is um, I'm partnering with a screen printing service, a Christian screen printing uh, service, which is a small business. And uh, they are located in Florida and they are going to be doing one of my designs for me. And um, it looks so, so good. And the t-shirts are some of the best quality t-shirts I've ever felt. And I have one of their t-shirts with one of their prints on it. And it is super comfortable. It is super soft. And it's already gone through the wash maybe a handful of times at this point. And the design still looks fantastic. So I will let you guys know when those come in because I'll be selling those specially. And I'm very excited about this opportunity to work with them and to provide you guys with some really, really cool Christian t-shirts. But friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.